Hello and welcome to J House Radio. Welcome to episode 15. And as always, uh, I'm your co-host Los. Uh, and we're here with KJ. And today we're gonna talk about new, interesting, funny topics. So how you been, man? I mean, we took a week off last week. We were supposed to record, you know, things happen, but what's going on? Um, what's new with you? Not much, not much. Uh, I'm gonna let people know what happened actually. Um, because of the heat wave up here in the northeast, uh, I had a blackout. So um, I had no power, and with no power means no recording. That's kind of what happened. Mother Nature said, you guys need a break. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we took the break, and we're back, and we have some stuff to catch up on and some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, you started off. I looked at something earlier today that I didn't really pay attention to before, but on Apple on our Apple podcast app, we actually had some reviews on there and we were averaging 3.5. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody who listens to the show. Uh, thanks for the reviews. It doesn't matter if you, if you like our videos on YouTube, if you just give us a few stars on iTunes or leave any words on our, or any of our reviews. Like we really do appreciate you guys. Thanks for showing the love. Even if it's something that's not so positive, just be honest with us. If there's anything that we could do to fix the show, make things better you know, good and bad, just let us know. And we appreciate you guys. But thanks for that. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, guys, for the review. We appreciate it. And, you know, we're going to keep producing stuff as long as you guys keep liking it. Exactly. So. All right. So we're going to jump into things pretty quick. Like I said, I'm going to start off with my PWL. Um, I'm not playing much this week. Honestly, I've been really busy doing a lot of things in my personal life, uh, trying to get things going over here as far as J House is concerned. So I haven't really been playing anything new. I mean, I typically dive into Overwatch. That's like my go-to game for anything. Oh, you quick, really play Overwatch? For a few matches. Yeah, Dude, that's like a little Overwatch? kids game. You don't bro. like Overwatch? Oh, come on, man! That is not a a lot of grown men play that game. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's an awesome game. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Next time we hang out, I'm gonna make you play for sure. It's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm playing Overwatch right now. I mean, I haven't, I've been taking a break from a lot of my other games because I just haven't had the time. So Overwatch is my go-to. It's a first-person shooter. Check it out, guys. Um, what I'm watching, I am, I'm binging Power like crazy. I don't what know if anybody that? have seen that show yet. Power is a show that was produced by uh, 50 Cent. Power is a great show. So if you guys have checked out any of anything that's kind of close to that, I would definitely recommend the show. It's really good. I kind of second guessed it when I heard that 50 Cent produced it because I yeah like I'm second guessing because I hear 50 Cent. Trust me, I I felt the same way. And actually, the show's kind of old; like it's been out for a few years now. But trust me, I second guessed it. I watched the first two episodes. I was hooked. It is an amazing show. Literally, almost every episode literally keeps you on the edge of your seat because there's always something happening, and it's kind of hard to give away. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about without giving away too much, but definitely check it out. Power, it's on Hulu. So if you got Hulu, go check it out. Does 50 Cent actually like star in it? Um, He doesn't star. He has, I mean, he has some pretty big parts here and there. Uh, He's more of like, kind of like the sideline background guy. I mean, he, he makes his presence known, but he's not like the front runner guy. You know what I mean? I don't know. Cause like, I kind of lost all respect for him with that whole, he did that sign on Instagram. This is broke with stacks of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then he went to the judge. He goes, like, it was all fake money. I'm really broke. <laughs> well, honestly, this show probably made him a lot of money because it's really good. Trust me. If, if I'm saying it's good, being that I second guessed it because of 50 Cent, 
it's really good. I'm, I was surprised. I was really surprised. So check it out. It's called Power. It's on Hulu. And I think it comes on Stars. I'm not, I think the show is still running now, actually. So, um, but that's what I'm watching. And that's my recommendation. And what I'm listening to, honestly, I have not been listening to much music lately. I've been listening to mainly like story. I mean, not story books, like audio books. And that's about me it. Me too. Yeah. I, I don't really listen to a lot of music right now because I, I just, part of me kind of doesn't really have time unless I'm working out or something like that. So we're up to me now playing, playing, watching, listening. Yes, sir. Okay. So what I'm playing is um, a stupid game on my phone called Word Cookies. Interesting. Uh, and it's basically they give you a bunch of letters and they tell you how many words can you make out of this. But you have but they give you a significant list. How many two letter words, three letter words, four letter words, five letter words uh, and then some. And I've been listening. I've been listening. Excuse me. I've been uh, playing it whenever like, you know, I'm dropping some kids off at the pool or uh, I'm waiting for my girlfriend and stuff. <laughs> and it's OK. And it kind of challenges my vocabulary. Awesome. <clears throat> so I kind of like it. So that's excuse, excuse the burp there. God damn it, that came out of nowhere. I can smell that one over here. Ooh, so can I. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what I'm watching, I just finished watching the series on Netflix called Safe. Like at the end of every episode, you're like scratching your head. You're like, huh? <laughs> and when the whole thing is over, you're like, God damn. That just fuck like, like you feel like emotionally drained when you're when you're done watching it. You're like, that just fuck with my emotions. Oh, wow. That sounds like yeah, my kind good. of show. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. But it's, it's very British. Um, do you ever seen? Have you ever seen Dexter? I've like skinned through a few episodes like a few times. Like where I'll, I'll just like flip the channel, but I never actually sat down and watched it, though. OK, well, the main actor in Dexter, he's actually British and he's in the series. Really? Yeah. British actors are taking over the world. There are so many British actors that just watching them in films, you hear them talk and you would never think that they're British. Yeah, they do American very good. We don't do British very good because none of us are very pompous. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching this clip once and someone said um, uh, they talked about Animal House and they said the difference between American humor and British humor. Mm -hmm. They're like, Ameri like, you've ever seen Animal House? Every American wants to, uh, the one scene where he breaks, uh, um, breaks that guy's guitar who's singing folk music on the yeah. stairwell. Mm -hmm. He goes, every American comedian wants to be John Belushi. All the British comedians want to be the guy playing the guitar. Uh, and he's basically saying that, you know, the U.S. is, is built on this. We can do it. And and uh, British society is right. No, 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 dear. Sit down. Know your limits. <laughs> but yeah, but their television, though, is like amazing, though. British TV is like fucking hardcore like remember that the the misfits that i that i made you watch oh yeah yo i love that show do you know i still have not finished watching the last season what is wrong with you you know, oh you know what God. it is ever since um they they killed all the main main actors i was like oh uh, yeah sorry for anybody who have not watched it yet that was a spoiler alert but i'll watch it yo watch it anyway because that shit hits you like a brick it's it's a good show. Misfits, I think it might still be on Hulu because that's where I watched it at. It's an amazing show. It's pretty good. Like you said, it is a British show with a lot of British humor, but it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's a very low budget film. I mean, like a uh, show, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm a fucking rocket scientist. <laughs> <laughs> One line I fucking you know love from that show. 
I think I might actually go back to watch that like entire show, but you have to finish it. Yeah, after the whole cast got you know booted off or whatever, it was different. It, it wasn't as good, but it's still pretty interesting though. Still pretty interesting. Two things I'm listening to. On audiobooks, I just started listening to uh, Q versus Spock, um, and it, it was fucking hysterical. I listened to both versions, uh, both books of it, and listening to I'm listening to Eric Murillo. Um, Eric Murillo is one of the top DJs in the world, and he comes from Union City, New Jersey, the town that I work in. Yeah, I actually I knew the guy. And by knowing I knew him through a friend that was never buddies with him. I never hung out with him. None of that shit. I just kind of like knew him as a friend of a friend. And okay. uh, when he was like next to nobody, uh, it was right before he released that song. I like to move it. Remember that song? I like to move it, move it. Oh, yeah. He's the producer classic, of it. Classic. Yeah. So I, I knew him just before that. But I haven't spoken to him in years. And his sister actually works in uh, the UNC school system as a teacher. So I've been listening to Eric Murillo. For some odd reason, I was like, ah, I want to listen to a DJ. All right, Murillo, what the hell? And I was like, wow, he got like even better. So yeah, so that's that's my PWL. Awesome, awesome. All right, so um, I'm going to jump into my random facts. And I usually try to find some interesting things uh, that'll be a little weird sometimes. Um, my fact comes from the facts. Doc, I mean, the factsite.com. Uh, it says that Switzerland, it is a, in Switzerland, it is illegal to own just one guinea pig because of the fact that guinea pigs are social animals. They are considered victims of abuse if they are alone. Really? That is weird. Yeah. And this is in Switzerland. That's a really weird fact, but interesting, though. My girlfriend used to own um, a guinea pig and they think those things are social. Like they will harass you if you ignore them. Really? Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That's actually good to know that because I've been considering getting my daughter a guinea pig. And yeah, <laughs> it's probably good that I didn't do that. Well, again, the things are very social that they're, they're uh, and they make a lot of noises. They're very verbal, very vocal. You wouldn't think so, but they are. And they they they're very affectionate. Like you can carry them and things like that and mm -hmm. everything else, you know? So. Wow. Yeah. See me. I like pets that don't make noise. So <laughs> That will probably annoy me, honestly. Uh, but you've cool. had a dog before, haven't you? Yeah. And oh, my. Like, I love animals, man. But I mean, I love dogs. But man, I, I just don't know if I could like have a dog, man. Like, I, it's, it's just too much. I mean, when I recently moved back out to Jersey, I had to get rid of it because we couldn't have it here in the apartment. But man, like after I had a dog, I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm just going to go back to getting a turtle because I had a turtle, actually. But I guess my turtle at the time it was still like a baby uh -huh. and it had like siblings or something and it was depressed and it wouldn't eat so my turtle literally starved itself to death Ouch. So it just, it, it, yeah it just it died on me i guess because it was too depressed and i tried everything i tried worms all different types of turtle food and it literally w would not eat and it, it just died on me. you try getting in so, another turtle um i was going to but i just didn't have the money at the time because i spent so much on that turtle so, but next time I do get another, I mean, I really like turtles for anybody who knows me. Hell, like some of my previous friends, well, some friends from like years ago used to call me turtles. So that's why I got That's them. right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> exactly. So there's an interesting, interesting point about me. Um, so yeah, um, if I get a turtle again, which I probably will, I'll make sure that if there's one that's with that turtle, I'll try to get both of them. So that way they won't, you know, get depressed. 
You should so. get him uh, Joker and Harley Quinn. You know, that's a good freaking idea. I just might do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. My random fact is in 1992, 30,000 rubber duckies were lost at sea. And yeah, a cargo ship traveling <laughs> to Hong Kong um, accidentally lost a crate, a shipping container full of rubber duckies, 30,000 of them. And wow, they're still being found today. Random rubber duckies in the ocean. Really? Yeah. That's so freaking cool. And what year was that you said? 92. And they've shown up everywhere from uh, Australia to Alaska. So now we're going to jump into our news topics. Uh, Our first topic of the night or day, whenever you're listening to this. Um, I know a lot of people probably heard about this by now, but I just want to talk about this with Lowe's to get his take on it. But an Area 51 page on Facebook went viral. Well, it was more like a group. Uh, I forgot who made it, but somebody on Facebook made a a page to raid Area 51. Now, eventually it turned out to be a joke, uh, but Area 51 or the governments did send out a uh, message saying that they should not do this because people, if they try to, they will get prosecuted. And people are still pushing the issue to this day, saying that, us as a people should raid area 51 the Um, page is actually called area 51 uh let's raid area 51 they can't get all of us yes (laughs) what do you think of that so uh here's the thing that i want to talk about i've been i've known about it for a while because of reddit because it shows up as memes and constantly area 51 blah 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 people making jokes out of it but area 51 is a high security facility if you don't think those soldiers are going, oh, we need extra bullets, okay? <laughs> Loading up their 30 cows on the Humvees, ready to go, you are sadly mistaken. They will kill people and not care. For the sake of argument, if there are 10,000 people rushing a military base, the military is not going to say, oh, let's just arrest them and throw tear gas, okay? They are going to use deadly force after a certain point. And there are stupid yeah. people going, oh, we'll do the Nataro, Natiro run, you know, with their arms behind them as they run. Oh, yeah. Uh, Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, whatever that's pronounced. Uh, and, you know, because that, that if you run that way, you run faster than the bullets. No, motherfucker. <laughs> this is not an anime cartoon, guys. You are going to have a hole on you that comes in the size of a quarter and exit the size of a basketball. Exactly. It's uh, honestly, it's. Like I said, it was a joke. It was pretty funny, but it's interesting that they bring that up because I have a feeling now that somebody's going to copy that one day and actually really try to do it. I mean, I've ever since I was a kid, I've always been curious as to what Area 51 has had in there. And we all know that there's a possibility that there's alien, you know, secrets in there. Everybody wants to know, but it's never going to be released. Okay. Okay. Area 51 is a testing facility for a lot of spacecrafts, uh, a lot of aircrafts, excuse me. Um, the first stealth bomber, you know, the one that's a triangle? Yeah. Well, there were photos before it was actually publicly announced, the government, you know, publicly announced the the the, the aircraft. There were photos of it, circ- you know, online about it being refueled by an airplane. People are like, oh, look, the government's using alien spacecrafts and they're refueling them in midair and blah, 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 blah. Come on. (laughs) 
Listen, if there was intelligent life in the universe, they would look at our planet and go, look at these fucking hillbillies. I am not landing here. <laughs> now, so so do you not believe that they have extraterrestrial life or anything from extraterrestrial life at Area 51? No, I don't. You don't think so? No, because here's the thing about it, okay? We are too dumb to figure that stuff out. Yeah. Okay, let me give you a clue. Let's use Star Trek as an example. Star Trek uses these um, computer chips, right, that are like half processor, half hard drive, you know, part supercomputer, and they're called isolinear chips. And on the show, it looks like a piece of plexiglass, which is probably what it is for real. Now, if an alien ship used quote-unquote isolinear chips and it landed on Earth, people would look at that piece of plastic and go, how the fuck does this work? And would they... <laughs> <laughs> and we just don't have the intelligent technology to figure it out. You know, that's very true. That's very we can true. barely understand each other when one person speaks English and another person speaks Spanish. Hell, some of us can barely learn how to use a phone half the time. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, if if there is alien spacecraft shit in there, people have killed themselves trying to do it because, you know, the alien car alarm might just kill you. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, I... I don't know. I mean, I guess a lot of us want to believe that there's alien stuff in Area 51 just because, it, you know, because of our curiosity. But I mean, I think it's possible that even if they don't have a shit ton of like spaceships, and guns and plasma rifles, they may have something. They may. I mean, because there's been too many things over the like decades or years that we've been here on this Earth that. You know, like stories that have come out saying that, oh, this person was abducted, which I don't really believe in that too much. But, oh, this was found. That was found. Like, there, there's just too many secrets and too many things that happen in the government for me to believe that at least not one, maybe even two things of extraterrestrial life is in, in Area 51. And if it is, we're never going to find it out as a public because keeping those things a secret is what keeps us alive. It's what keeps the peace. So I'm sure they, if they don't have anything, they at least know something. In my opinion, look, mathematically, it is impossible that we're the only life in the universe, mathematically speaking. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's face it, dude. Why would they come here? All right. So we're going to jump into our next news topic. Um, I'm going to skip around a little bit here. We have a lot to talk about uh, GameStop. A lot of people uh, should probably know about GameStop, but recently they've been having a lot of issues in the stock market. Their company has been suffering a little bit as far as sales. A lot of people just are not going to GameStop because gaming is going digital and the business model of gaming is changing. But GameStop is trying something different. Um, they are looking to change their business model and going into uh, more of like retro gaming in an area where people can come hang out. And basically be like a gaming hangout area where you can play games, maybe host tournaments, things like that, and sell like old retro games, retro systems and things like that. So do you think that's going to save GameStop? Do you think that's an interesting business model? I've been to places that are quote unquote gaming lounges. Um, and what they do is. Excuse me. They have little areas set up for you to play, to play whatever game you want. Uh, and I've been to one of these retro arcades where they literally like you pay a certain amount of money, you go in and you play all these old video games and all these old systems and this, that and the other thing. 
And as fun as that is, I don't really think that's sustainable. People, people are just getting tired of feeling like they're getting ripped off. And I think that is what's brought GameStop's decline more than anything else. But what has helped them keep afloat is all those, um, is all that stuff you can buy, like uh, the the Funko Pops and these weird um, action figures and blankets or whatever of all this of all these gaming universes. I think the the memorabilia is more what's kept them afloat than anything else. And I'll be the first to admit, I am a Funko Pop collector. I am not ashamed of that. Um, Yo, I wanted the Gabriel Iglesias Funko Pop, bro. Oh, they have one? Yo, the only comedian to have a Funko Pop is Gar- uh, is Gabriel Iglesias. Uh, it's uh, And he sold out within like two days of him releasing it. Oh, if I can find... If you find one, bro, you got to get one from me and you. Bro, if you and, find one on I'll eBay, I bet you money it's in the hundreds of dollars right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the business model, it's an interesting business model because, yeah, they have been kind of leading towards more like memorabilia and, you know, just pop culture items that you know you know that you can buy and i think that's a really good business model in a way it might not be for everybody because a lot of people aren't really into that stuff they just want to buy a game and go home but for like the true like pop culture gaming nuts like me we're gonna love that you know because the past few times that i've gone to GameStop, i found myself looking at the pop figures the blankets the t-shirts the hats more than i, I look at a game i'll go to a game for like i look in the game section for like maybe two or three minutes and then I spend, I spend the rest of my time there just looking at the memorabilia, you know, because I like collecting stuff like that. So I think it would be a good idea. I just think the thing that's going to change the company is that if they're going to go that route, I'm just I think it's going to change the size of the store. Maybe they might have to make it bigger depending on how they're trying to set this up, because if they're going to have people hanging out there, you're going to need space. Yeah. If you're going to do if you're going to have gaming tournaments there or just have people come there to play games, you're going to need space. So. I'm wondering if, I mean, they're probably still going to have to sell systems because when an Xbox, when Xbox comes out next year and the PS5 comes out next year, okay, yeah, you can buy it online, but what about the parents who are out shopping? Where are they going to buy these systems from? I guess Walmart maybe or whatever. Ugh. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> so me personally, with the kind of consumer that I am, I think it would be a great business model. I just don't know, like you said, if it's going to be sustainable because it's not going to be what everybody wants. And I feel like maybe their chain might become smaller. Maybe. I don't think you're going to see a GameStop in like every town like you do, especially if they're going to take that, you know, take that route. Well, they've recently closed 250 stores. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe they're making that move towards that. Maybe they're going to start closing more stores. And instead of having a store in every town, have it be more of a more of a thing where it's going to be kind of hard well not hard to find it but if you see one you know oh that's GameStop let me see what's new in there because you don't see it everywhere and they're probably going to have to get bigger so if you have a GameStop in a town and that GameStop is small it's probably going to close and the GameStops that are a little bigger might stay open longer well I have a GameStop uh, one two three blocks from my house and um, I don't like going to that one because the guys there are kind of douchey. I've been hearing that a lot. I mean, and even me, I've had that experience where some GameStops I go into and yeah, some of the guys are kind of like assholes, you know, they'll say, hey, do you want to buy this? You want to buy that? And you say, no, they're like, all right. And then they just kind of give you like an attitude, basically. But 
I have seen that, like some GameStop that I've gone to recently, I've seen people just sitting in there, just talking, chilling, just playing a game, like not even really looking at a game. Like they're just in there, just talking about pop culture and talking about gaming. And I kind of like that aspect. I mean, I don't have a lot of people besides you that I can actually sit down and just talk about pop culture with. And right. to be able to have a place that I can go to and just hang out and just chill with random people, maybe make a new friend and just talk about that stuff and just, you know, grab, I don't, probably not a beer, but grab a drink and just play some games or play some, you know, um, you know, you know, so like some tabletop games and hang out. I think that'll be awesome. So even if some people might not be into it, they might open up a new crowd who might actually start getting into it again, you know, and maybe they can make something out of this. I think it's a great idea. I'm going to let you handle the next news topic because this is typically your area. Um, we're going to talk about politics, not not Star Trek. Usually Carlos's area is either Star Trek or politics. And this time we're talking about politics or talking about the business or the business. The business. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to talk about um, our uh, orange pumpkin commander in chief, uh, Trump. Everyone is talking about his racist tweets, right? And they're like, oh, he's a douche, he's a jerk, he's anything. But people don't realize why he's sending out those racist tweets. It's people, he wants them to, he's doing a magician's thing. Look at over here while something else is happening over there. The truth of the matter is he's trying to hide the fact that uh, he has a long history with Jeffrey M. Epstein, uh, the, the pedophile guy. Yeah. Who was sex trafficking children. Um, holy crap! Yeah, you, you didn't hear about that? No, I did not. See me, I I don't pay attention to politics as much as I used to, and I know that's probably bad. Dude, but, uh, yeah, I did not know Jeffrey that. Jeffrey Epstein is a hedge fund uh, hedge fund manager who is a billionaire. Okay, mm-hmm. and he was running a sex trafficking ring where he was trafficking children for sex. <sighs> wow! I believe his plane was called the Lolita Express. Holy crap, really? Yeah, not only that, like Trump called him out at a rally once. He goes, oh, my good friend Jerry Epstein, who loves women, likes him a little young, in my opinion, because I've seen it. He goes, but he is to say he's a good guy. And there are photos of him hanging out with Epstein. There's like video of him at a party with Epstein. And Trump is trying to distance himself from him. He was like, yeah, I barely knew the guy. Bullshit. You were at parties with him. Okay. Wait, so he so he literally say likes them a little young. Like he yeah. literally said that. Yeah, look it up. He said it in a speech. Oh my god, wow. This guy is running our country, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. A <laughs> rapist misogynist, um, you know, who who is running our country. You know? That's ridiculous. He has five kids by three wives, he cheated on all of them, like um, you know, is indebted to Russia and like and all this other stuff. And people are like, he's our man. Bro, if if you support that guy, but don't support uh, a president, our former president, who was married to the same woman for decades, had zero scandals, was educated, has two children. Okay, your Mm -hmm. politics and your you know your politics isn't you know Republican. Your politics is racism. Okay, tell the truth. The main reason why a lot of people don't like didn't like Obama is because he was black. I've had people I've known for years, okay, who be like, oh, I hate the fact that that N-word is in office. That N-word is going to break this country. Um, yeah. But you know what? The truth of the matter is, who cares? 
you know, what color he is. He did a good job. Did he do the 100% best job in the universe? No, nobody can. But oh, when yeah. you're looking at um, how Fox News is starting to turn on Trump because he's raised a deficit in the past year alone, $2 trillion. That tells you what type of president he is. I think we're up to $22 trillion in debt. He has raised the deficit every year he's been in office. And we still got what a no a whole another year with this guy, man. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. If he doesn't if he get doesn't, impeached. If he doesn't get impeached. But then the problem yeah. is we have Mike Pence, the gay cake guy, as president. Every day that he's in office, man, I, I just feel like it just gets worse and worse. That's why honestly I stopped paying attention to anything in reference to Trump because I feel like the more I hear about him, it just it just makes me sick to my stomach. And I know a lot of people are regretting, you know, having him in office. Some people will still bite their tongue and say, No, I stand by Trump still. No, and deep down, they regret that. Yeah. They regret it. Think about you it, know? man. Trump turned around with and his racial treat was about racial tweet was about um these four women of color. Okay, uh, in Congress, and he was like, "Go back to your shithole countries." Essentially, is what he said. They're all American citizens. They're trying to fix the shithole country they're in, and it's a shithole exactly. because of him. You know, exactly. Um, I feel like the U.S. has lost a lot of influence in the world with Trump as president, uh, and unfortunately, uh, England has followed suit with their own version of Donald Trump of becoming the new prime minister. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think we need to really look at why he sent out those racial tweets. Trump is a lot of things, but one thing he's not about is stupid about is his public image. He knows what it takes to rile people up, you know, and exactly nobody was nobody was really retweeting his stuff. Nobody was really like he had a decline. I think it was of 60 percent or 70 percent retweets. It was declined and people mm. noticing his tweets. So he does things like this one to carry uh, to cover his relationship with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And two, so people could start paying attention to his Twitter again. That's the truth of it. You know, um, you may call me wrong. You might say that that I don't know what I'm talking about. But think about it. Every time he does these Twitter scandals, it's because there's another scandal that he's trying to get people's attention away from. Basically, it's a report that talks about how all these billionaires are running the world and all the and all the nasty shit that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, everything from slavery to sex trafficking to um, to just killing people and poisoning people, you know. Um, and then Trump turns around his I think uh, some of his associates were on it. So he said another Twitter scandal. I forgot what it was. Uh, and he just does these things constantly over and over again. Like people need to to understand Trump is a lot of things, but he knows how to manipulate uh, public opinion. All right, so we're going to jump into our final news topic, and this one's pretty interesting. So Endgame finally snapped Avatar out of the number one highest grossing film of all time. I think they did it again just so they could have a shot at trying to beat Avatar. Do you think that's why they did it? Or do you think they were really trying to put out some extra features, extra footage and stuff like that? No, no, I completely think is they wanted to beat Avatar as the biggest movie of all time. But... Is it really that important? I mean, well, maybe to them, but to you, if you were in that position, like, why is that important to do that? I mean, you're Marvel. You're already one of the biggest companies in the world right now. Well, because because think about it. Um, okay, first it was Titanic, which were which earned two point one eight seven billion U.S. dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. that a James Cameron movie. 
And then the second one to beat it was Avatar, uh, a James Cameron movie. So uh, and those are those are things people are like, oh, my God, Titanic. How many years of Titanic was like the biggest movie in the world? They literally advertise it as that Avatar, yeah. the biggest movie in the world. They advertise it as that. And now Marvel gets to say we made the biggest movie in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's bragging rights bro it's all it's bragging rights and it's a good marketing ploy to say hey look we made the biggest movie in the world come see what's next and guess what spider-man made one billion already i think everybody knew that yeah it probably was for bragging rights because they could have e easily honestly just waited to the dvd to add those extra you know features or footage in there but bragging rights i can see that the other know? thing is too is it, it sets marvel as the movie studio so now people get to say oh i'm gonna watch a movie from the movie studio the movie studio that made the biggest movie in the world and that also helps their marketing yeah true indeed so i i guess from a business standpoint i guess it was a smart decision yeah honestly so i mean i didn't go see the film a second time around in the theaters i wanted to but i figured the hell I'll, I'll just wait till it comes on dvd i'm sure there's going to be tons of footage on there yeah it, it, it was awesome guys i I, I freaking loved it. Hands down. So far, um, I think what we should do, what we should add to like the show, I think at the end of the year, we should have like our top film of the year, our top game of the year, and our top song of the year. Part of like our PWL of 2019, I guess you can call it. Okay, so that means you got to start listening to music after 2005. <laughs> I have to, guys. I have to. Otherwise, you'd be like, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Oh, my, he's like, uh, that song's pretty old, KJ. Yo, let um, me tell you something. I had a little <laughs> kid come up to me once and goes, yo, I discovered this really old rock band. I was like, awesome. What is it? And I'm thinking the Rolling Stones, the Doors, the Eagles. He's like, yeah, it's really old. It's called Nirvana. And they have this song. And I was like, I went to college when I had when Nirvana came out. You don't like Nirvana? I love Nirvana. But my whole point is, he said it's an old rock band. The meat portion of the show. Uh, we're going to jump into our show notes. And this is pretty much going to revolve around Comic-Con, which was held in San Diego this year. There was a lot of great news that came out of Comic-Con. A lot of stuff I want to touch base on. And because you are the Star Trek fanatic, I'm going to let you start off with the Star Trek news that came out this year from Comic-Con. Uh, Discovery is doing something new. They're launching a thousand years into the future. So, and I think the creators did that so they can get away from canon and they will make everything up and nobody can say anything because it didn't exist before. Um, you know, as it's like saying, you know, uh, if they created Star Wars and all of a sudden, you know, there was no such thing as Jedi's or they changed the way Jedi's work and this, that, and the other thing, people will be up in arms and Discovery really ruined a lot of what was canon in Star Trek, like the Klingons. They made them into other alien things. But if you would have known, but if you knew who the douchebag was who designed them, you're like, oh, it makes sense. He thinks he's better than the universe. Um, <laughs> the one thing I'm not excited about is the Star Trek doing an animated cartoon called Star Trek Lower Decks. It's about um, junior officers on one of the one of the least important ships in the Star Trek universe. And I'm well, like, see, how I, is this exciting? Well, see, I was actually, I mean, I watched a lot of Comic-Con uh, because there was a lot of great stuff that came out of it. And they were, 
some people were speculating the reason why they're doing this is because, like you said, you know, CBS is trying to really push Star Trek out there as a brand even more than what it already is. And I think they're trying to dive into a younger audience, trying to introduce them into, you know, that universe. So I think that I think that's what this is for. I, I don't really think this is for, you know, like the diehards, you know, like you who've been watching it for so long and things like that, because you might not really be into that kind of story. I think this is more of an intro point for people who may be a little younger, who never really heard of Star Trek or, you know, who don't know anything about it. I think this is an entry point for them, honestly. So in a way, I think it's smart for the audience that they're trying to reach. Probably not for the diehards. I don't because um, what got most people into Star, Star Wars was a family member. What got most people into Star Trek was a family member. And it's about uh, negotiating and being peaceful and things like that. Not that they don't have their war and things like that, but the philosophy of Star Trek is really handed on from family member to family member. Um, exposing it to kids is fine, but, you know, the people who are making the Star Trek cartoon is Rick and Morty. The Rick and Morty people. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up. Yeah, I, I actually heard about that. And I've watched Rick and Morty and that's not Star Trek. Yeah, it's, you know what, I, I feel like, you know, just stepping off of this for a second, I feel like the film industry is really changing. You have a lot of directors, producers who are really getting, you know, gutsy with the projects they're taking on. Look at, uh, what's his name? We were just talking about him. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, who's making a Star Trek film. That's never going to happen. That's he's never, never gonna made. Happen. He's never made anything close to that genre. He's he, like, and now he's jumping into Star Trek. And then, you know, you got the Rick and Morty, you know, producers making a Star Trek cartoon. I mean, yeah, they make cartoons, but Star Trek, though? I, I don't see it working. Yeah, like their humor. I mean, I guess because we only know them for Rick and Morty, but it's tough to see someone go from making that kind of humor to making something in a Star Trek universe. Like, it's really tough to see. I mean, it's. It could be possible, but it's just hard to put those two together. In my opinion. I just don't think it's possible. I mean, I've seen a couple episodes of Rick and Morty, and it's not that it's a bad cartoon. It's actually a really good cartoon, but there's no, I can't see how they can turn that style into Star Trek philosophy. You know, I yeah. kind of feel like it'll be, it'll turn Star Trek into a Teen Titans go. Yeah, that's the vibe that I got from it. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> that's is, the vibe I got from it. Um, you can't watch Teen Titans go, you know, Star Trek version and then turn around and watch Deep Space Nine and think they're in the same universe. All right. So we're going to uh, jump into some more things from uh, Comic-Con San Diego, because like I said, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. Uh, we're just going to kind of run through this one a little bit. Top Gun is coming out with uh, pretty much a sequel to the original Top Gun. This is Top Gun Maverick. Um it looks pretty good. The trailer looks pretty good. It's, it's good to see Tom Cruise jump back into that role again. Uh, the show, I mean, the movie was, you know, decent. I wasn't too crazy about the movie when it came out, but it's just interesting to see them bring that film back. I didn't think it was going to happen, but there's been rumors about it for a while. Um, Top Gun Maverick is coming out next year, 2020, June 26. Are you, are you looking to check this one out, Los, or no? I still can't get nope. through the first Top Gun. Really? You didn't like it at no, all? No, and it's got these weird, like, gay overtones to it, you know? 
Well, it's a very macho, like, no, no, you know, no, one no, of those no, army no. films. Like, there's this one scene that I'm like, dude, why don't you just make out? Where it's um, Tom Cruise's character and Val Kilmer's character. Yeah. And I, I think there was in a locker room or something. I forget what it was. And yeah. Val Kilmer just, like, bites the air in front of his face and stuff. And I'm like, um, guys, you guys you love each just, other, don't you? You guys need to make out or something. Like, you know, just <laughs> take care of it off screen. Um, I just, I just didn't like it, you know. Um, and again, it's been decades since I've thought about that movie. Maybe I watch it again now, might have a different opinion, but I really just, I couldn't get through the first one, so I'm don't think I'm gonna watch the second one. Although Tom Cruise is one hell of a fucking movie star, so eh, maybe. Honestly, that's why I want to check it out. I mean, it looks interesting. I'm actually looking at the cast list, and it looks like. Uh, it's probably spoiled, but Val Kilmer looks like he's coming back because they didn't show him at all in the trailer. And I think they were trying to keep that a surprise because they, they, they didn't show him. But Val Kilmer is definitely coming back because he's in the cast list on IMDb. He's in bad health. I think he's recovering from throat cancer. Wow. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to hear about that, Val. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I look forward to seeing him on screen because I haven't really seen him on screen recently. So it's going to be good to see him come back. And uh, and and like the trailer looks pretty good. It looks like they just based off of some of the shots, you can tell that this was probably shot in IMAX. At least some of the shots were probably shot in IMAX. So I'm really intrigued to probably check this out in an IMAX theater because just looking at the shots, like you can tell that it had like an IMAX camera. Oh, yeah. Um. So. I love movies in IMAX. For anybody who hasn't seen a movie in, in IMAX yet, you got to do it because it's an amazing experience. I wouldn't suggest just watching any old movie. You like Certain movies really do it justice, and it looks like this one might do it justice, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, that's all I had to say about Maverick. Nothing too deep about that one. Um, another one I want to jump into is from our Jersey native... Um, James Silent Bob reboot. reboot trailer. Oh my god, I'm oh. so excited about it. <laughs> yes. Oh man. All right. What are your thoughts on the trailer, man? About fucking time. <laughs> Yo, for real, it's time to get back to the Viewersk universe, man. Forget all this fucking side weird shit movies that you're doing, like Tusk and Red State and all that stuff. Like that was just too fucking weird. Whatever weed you were smoking, bro. That shit was too powerful, yo. Dial it back, because this Dial is what people really. The thing about the thing about um, oh my god, what's his name again? The the director, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, yeah. The thing about him was, even though they were like movies full of dick and fart jokes, the yeah. characters were intelligent. Like you, you really got you really liked the characters. He writes people so well, and um, and they talk way too much, which I kind of love. Um, <laughs> no, I really do because it, it's, it's, it's not very natural for you to get a collection of people who talk too much because they all want to talk over each other. Exactly. Um, but I just kind of loved it. And he has Supergirl, uh, the actress who's playing Supergirl, who's playing, uh, Chronic and Bluntman is played by Val Kilmer. Thor is in it. And like, there's callbacks to everything. And uh, Kevin Smith's daughter is playing Jason Muse's daughter in the movie. Yo, the cast, the cast in this film, like, I think that's one thing that really got me excited about this trailer is that he's like really digging into like some of the cast that were 
that was on a previous film. You know, he has Matt Damon coming back. Like you said, he has Chris Himesworth coming back, Val Kilmer, uh, Melissa. Uh, I don't know how you say her last name, but hey, Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl. She's in there. Like Ben Affleck. Like he ben has, Affleck is back. Yo, he, they were estranged for years because of his ex-wife. Really? Yeah. What happened with that? She didn't like Kevin Smith. So so he bas- she basically said, you can't hang out with, with him. He's not your friend anymore. Wow. Yeah, bro. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yes. That's why, like, seeing all these characters back is such a good thing. And Silent Bob is a deaf black girl. The female really? Silent Bob is a deaf black girl. Yeah. Millennium Falcon's best friend is a deaf black girl. Yeah, you know, big ups to that because for anybody who doesn't know, my son is deaf. So when I saw that, I th- I thought that was pretty cool that he did that, honestly. So And he even learned some sign language from oh, her. He did, really? Yeah, he learned some sign language from her. So he was talking to her like in sign language. Like, yo, man, this is such a good this is what his fans were waiting for and wanting. You know? Um yeah. I mean, he. Have you ever seen his his his, um, his shows where he sits there and he talks to people? Yeah, I actually caught a few here and there. Um, I haven't seen any recently. I, I I don't know if he still does it, but I actually caught a few of them. Um, and like recently, he was actually talking at Comic Con about the about the film, saying that uh, this he 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 said that this film is gonna be it's typical James Silent Bomb film, obviously. But he said there's gonna be moments in the film close to the end. Or it's probably going to make you cry a little bit. And I was like, wow, really? Like, that's interesting. But- yeah. The other thing is, too, about him was it was his heart attack that made him do this because he kept putting yeah. it off and putting it off. But he had the heart attack. He goes, well, I might die tomorrow. So I'm I'm going to do this. I promise everyone to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, so that's just I just awesome. I'm so excited for the film. So excited. All right. So uh, let me see. Uh, what else did we get out of Comic-Con this year? We also got uh pennyworth which is pretty much an alfred pennyworth backstory uh that's set in the dc universe uh it it was it was before he met uh batman well bruce basically or his family and it's pretty much going to be diving into when alfred was young when he was working as a special forces officer in london well well here's the thing they've gone into his background uh in the comics so having a TV series about him makes sense. I mean, you need to figure out how come this man can figure out weapons. He can, uh, you know, patch up Bruce Wayne, cook, take care of the family and why he's so loyal. Like there's a history there. And I would like to to see the history on screen. Yeah. I mean, I'll check it out because you know me, I'm a DC guy, you know, ride or die. I will represent DC to the day I die, man. And Um, I'm a Marvel guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I still watch my Marvel. I love my Marvel, but deep down, man, DC's in my blood. I just that's just how I am. But I'm gonna check it out. It's interesting. I, I would have never thought I would have seen an Alfred show or movie or anything. Um, but I think it's a good idea. I mean, looking at what Gotham did for the DC universe was pretty good too, because Gotham really dove into some characters that never really saw any screen time, and it was really good to see different characters you know um get some time to you know tell their story and i think it's going to be great for us to get a pennyworth show you know a lot of us don't know anything about alfred's background especially if you didn't read the comics so i think this is awesome and i not think not only that DC, how many people don't even know his last name is pennyworth 
Exactly. A lot of people didn't know that. I mean, I knew that, but a lot of people didn't know that. And I think it's great. I think DC needs more things like this going forward. DC is really trying, you know, to push their, you know, their, their characters, you know, into the public more, especially with them trying to make more films. I think they need something like this. I think it's a great idea and I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it. So See, the, the thing I'm curious about is Pennyworth has always been a veteran, but he's uh -huh. always been a World War II veteran. Are they going to make mm -hmm. him an Afghani veteran because he's British? Because Afghanistan is essentially Britain's uh, version of Vietnam. So I'm curious, what war are they going to put him in? Are they going to put him in Desert Storm? You know, are they going to put him in the 80s in the Falkland Islands? So I'm just kind of curious of how are they going to update Pennyworth? You know, yeah. like uh, because they have to age him appropriately for the Batman of today. So exactly. what war are they going to backtrack and put him in? Or are they going to make one up? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, I watched their panel at Comic-Con. They um, they didn't really give out too much yet because, you know, they want to try to keep something secret, you know, for when the show launches. So Deadpool is apparently, according to um, some news from Comic-Con, Deadpool might be joining the Avengers pretty soon uh, in their future Avengers. I mean, in, in their future films. But... They said that before they add Deadpool to the Avengers series or their adventures, uh, they will try to possibly introduce him to Spider-Man. Um, in my opinion, I'm, I don't know how Deadpool is going to be. I don't know how he's going to fit in the universe of the Avengers. Honestly, I think trying to put Deadpool in the Avengers is like trying to find out a way of getting Freddy Krueger into Disney Park, into Disney World. Here's the thing. Uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man have a lot of comic books together. I think the way to bring Deadpool into the Avengers is through Spider-Man. Yeah. Literally have like Deadpool follow him into Avengers headquarters. And then there's a crisis. He follows shenanigans ensue. You know, they succeed despite of Deadpool. And he cracks jokes all the way. Let's say you are one of the head honchos in Marvel. Do you water down Deadpool and throw him in a bunch of Avengers movies? Or do you let Deadpool do his thing in kind of a PG-13 in kind of a PG-13 kind of way? Maybe introduce him to some Marvel characters, some Avengers characters and like let him do his own thing that way. Or do you throw him into the Avengers world, period? You know what? I would have to watch Once, Once Upon a Deadpool to uh, to actually answer that. Oh, yeah. You know, what? I forgot about that. I, I never watched that because that was a PG-13 version, right? Right. Of, of I would films. have to watch that to, to, to let you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's going to be. It's going to be tough. Me personally, to see him with Spider-Man will be interesting because they're both different characters, but yet they're both very sarcastic in their own little way. You know what I mean? And I just can't see Deadpool being in like Avengers 6 or Avengers 7. I, like he's just a totally different entity. And I really don't want them to just take rated R Deadpool and turn him into a Mickey Mouse character. It, it just won't fit. He, he is a Mickey Mouse character now. I mean, yeah, literally. But I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just a little worried. I'm, I'm a little worried because we don't have a lot of comic book hero movies right now that are so 
close to the edge that they have to put a rated R sticker on it. We don't have a lot of those anymore. Wolverine is dead, but I'm sure they'll bring him back some kind of way. So Deadpool is our only rated R guy. And I would really hate to see Disney destroy that character because a lot of people love those Deadpool films because of the fact that it's on the edge. It's gritty. It's grimy. It breaks the rules. You know, he breaks the third wall all the time. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little worried. I'm just I don't worried. see him with the Steve Rogers Captain America, but I do see him with the Falcon Captain America. Why I so? can see him with Bucky, you know, mm-hmm. because um, Steve Rogers Captain America is prim and proper. He's a product of the 40s, although he was cursing in Endgame. It yeah. really is. It really isn't him. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But Falcon, who is uh, a vet and of modern times, I can see him cussing up a storm. Yeah. I also see him getting along with Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Him and Ant-Man. I, and Louise. I definitely see them getting along. <laughs> Louise okay, okay, and okay, Deadpool. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Louise and Deadpool. I swear, the moment that we get Louise and Deadpool will be like history. That's oh probably be like the, the best scene that, of all that's time. That's a movie I want to watch. <laughs> I guarantee you know what? I'm putting money on this right now, and, and this is going to be recorded, so we will have it in the history books. I guarantee you, those two will meet in the very near future, and now it's going to make history in Marvel. It's going to well, be the I best could scene of all see time. An Avengers movie, like they want to get rid of Deadpool, so they call Luis, so Luis and him talk, and then they go, go off on their their mission, <laughs> and then Deadpool shows up in the end on a fucking little scooter or something. Oh man, Since I love I Louise. Man. I love Louise. With everything changing with Disney right now, with them owning the rights to you know X Men and all this stuff like that, it, it's really going to be interesting to see where they go with that universe. I yeah, mean, I would love, to, I would love to see mutants in the Marvel universe. I mean, it's been a long time coming, but we need it. I think that's going to help keep Marvel fresh and just keep things interesting by adding those different characters. So I just hope they don't I just want to see who they pick as the next Wolverine. I just really hope they pick a short guy because Wolverine is like five foot two, five foot three. Yeah, he is really short. That's one thing I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to as, as well. Just like in DC, I really love Batman. But in Marvel, I really love the X-Men. Like I, I've been like, I think out of most of the characters in Marvel, those are the characters that I love the most is the X-Men. I what, I, on those guys. what I don't like about Marvel is how people hate mutants, but they love metahumans. Like if Spider-Man was a mutant, they would hate him. But because he's a metahuman, they love him. Like I've never understood that. I mean, I know the reason why they, they, they did it in the comic books, like the writers mm-hmm. did it, because they wanted yeah. to make Professor X like uh, Martin Luther King and Magneto like uh, Malcolm <laughs> X. No, it's true. Look it up. Look it up. And that's that an was and that was their, their idea of it, you know, where one is more into like, you know, you push me, I'll push you back. And the other one is, you know, let's be peaceful. Exactly. Um, like, I understand, like, the thinking behind it, but I never understood why one is hated when one isn't. Yeah, that's a very interesting take on that. I never looked at that like that. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's literally why they did it. All right. So we're going to jump into our last show notes of the night. And this is still on the topic of Marvel. We talked about it last episode, but we got more information about Marvel phase four from Comic-Con in San Diego. And one of the biggest things that came out of that is our crush, our future wife, 
Sama Hayek is coming to no, 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 no. you. My, <laughs> my future affair. <laughs> Sama Hayek, man, is coming to freaking Marvel. Oh, my oh, God. She's so hot. Oh, yeah. If my girlfriend's saying, baby, it. I love you, but, you know, <laughs> I can look. I, I can look at the menu. I just can't order anything from it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she Summer Hayek is going to be in the Eternals. Um, that's coming out. Actually, it says it's coming out in 2020. Really, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's coming out in 2020. Um, what character is she? That'll playing? offset. That that'll offset me not wanting to watch it for um, what's her name? Angelina Jolie. Yes. Yeah. Finding out but, that Summer Hayek was going to be in it definitely it, it definitely intrigued me more to watch it because Angelina Jolie playing Thena, I'm just like, ah. Uh, but when they said Salma Hayek, I'm like, oh, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's going to be playing the character Ajak. Uh, I don't know if you know much about that character. Do you? No, I know very little about the Eternals. Okay. So, yeah, um, that's going to be interesting. Um, how do you feel about, I mean, Marvel has always been Hollywood with their characters, but I feel like they're reaching into a different pool of actors and actresses right now. Do you think Marvel is going to Hollywood with some of the actors and actresses that they're picking, or no? With Angelina Jolie, yes. With the rest yeah. of the cast, no. Although the Kumail Najani, the that that Indian comedian, yeah, like I don't understand why he's in it. You know, yeah, yeah he's playing Kingo, by the way. I don't know any I, of these characters. I don't by know the way, any, guys. I don't know any uh, of them. I, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to call. I'm gonna have to like. You know, look at some video that explains them. Yeah, I I know nothing about the uh, about the Eternals. Honestly, um, I never follow the comics or anything. So this is going to be. I'm probably going to read some of the comics before the movie comes out to get an idea of what I'm dealing with. But um, yeah, I feel like Marvel is diving into a different pool of Hollywood with their future films, which is going to be interesting to see how these films look. Because one of the things that made Marvel interesting is that yeah, they did pick some decent top quality actors but i feel like the pool that they're diving into might be too hollywood if that makes sense it probably doesn't make sense to some yes. people but the one thing that i do like if you look at the cast mm-hmm. angina jolie although people think she's american she's actually british richard madden i don't know what he is you have an asian guy an indian guy a latina mm-hmm. a black man a black woman and a white girl that is a mixed cast that is the only thing that makes me go mm, i'll watch it because it's a mixed cast yeah. And it's the first real mixed cast other than Ant-Man uh, in a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting to, to see what they're doing with this cast, which is why this film is going to be interesting for many reasons. So I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm, I'm going to see every Marvel film. Honestly, I, I'm just that guy. I will watch every Marvel film, you know, uh, just to see how it is. I'm just that guy. So um, Summer Hayek definitely joining. Can't wait for that. Uh, Natalie Portman is coming back to Thor, which is uh, his next film is called Thor Love and Thunder. That's not going to be coming out until 2021. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see her come back. Yes. And they're going to do something with Valkyrie. They're going to she's going to be the only openly or the first openly LGBTQ superhero in the MCU. That's going to be really interesting. I love Valkyrie, by the way. I love that actress. Um, I, I just I'm kind of upset they're making a big deal out of it. I would just rather just it happen to be that and maybe like make that a surprise for people. 
you know yeah. like i don't think everything needs to be mentioned and it's just i think it's more of an impact if it's done matter of factly not mentioned yeah exactly i mean nowadays i mean come on we're heading into 20 2020 i mean you know whether it's interracial dating whether it's gays or lesbian like it's not something new all of this has been going on for so long now it doesn't matter whether somebody's gay it doesn't matter where somebody's having an interracial marriage or relationship it's normal just let it be it doesn't have to be a main topic like oh here's a movie with a black superhero here's a movie with a gay couple like it's normal now so, well, the thing in my is, opinion, w- with with the race part of it, I kind of think that's important only because they may be the first one. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, like Black Panther was the first um, African American led and cast film almost throughout. You know, yeah, superhero, which I thought because it's the first one, it needed to be said. But past that point, you're done. Just yeah. like Obama, you know. The, the, the first, first black yeah. president. After that, you're done. You don't need to mention it anymore. Yeah, that is true. That's true. In that regard, I can understand that. I can My understand thing that. is the actor they picked to be Blade. Yes. Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Now, the thing that I the thing that was that is cool about it is he's a Muslim. Um, and he's he's cast, you know, as Blade who's of non-denomination and no one, no one, uh, and it's not talked about. And so that, that's what I do like that. No one's talking about his religion. Um, because some people are just really narrow-minded and stupid about it. So I kind of like that aspect of it, you know, but I just don't think he's cool enough to play blade. I mean, I've seen him in a lot of films. Um, he's, uh, he's a pretty good actor. Oh, he's a great actor. Let me not say pretty good. Yeah, he's a he's a really good actor. Um, I watched him and I don't know if you saw what's that film? Uh I mean I mean that show Luke Cage on Netflix. He played Cottonmouth. He he was a villain on that show. Oh yeah, great. But here's the thing. Now, listen to me. Who do you think would do a better blade? Mahershala Ali or Michael B. Jordan? Ooh. Michael B. Jordan, that would have been nice. Michael B. Jordan is the motherfucker to play Blade. He has the swag to play Blade. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. I mean, yeah, like... Like if Mahershala Ali played Warmonger and then uh, Michael B. Jordan played Blade, that'd be the perfect casting, in my opinion. I personally think Wesley Snipes killed it for one. I love Blade and Wesley Snipes did an amazing job. Um, but he should play Whistler. Ooh. Wow, that'd be a nice little twist. <laughs> he should play Whistler. That would be awesome. And give him like give him like long dreadlocks, because you know how Whistler has yeah. long hair. Give him long dreadlocks and just have him be like, you know, have him be Whistler. I think that would be awesome. I, honestly, I, like, I I wouldn't doubt that they would probably try to do something like that just to give a nod, you know, to Wesley. I wouldn't doubt it. Or make him or make him the, the lead vampire. <laughs> that would be so dope. That, and, and then the thing is, how do we know that he's actually, I mean, uh, what's his other actor's name again? I forgot. Oh, the one that's playing Blade. Who Mahershala Yeah, Ali? so how do we know Ali is going to actually play Blade? What if he's not playing Blade? What if he's just in the Blade film, but he's hunting Blade? 
I doubt it because when they called the whole cast out, they, they called him out and he put on his hat for Blade. Th- that pretty much says he's Blade. But now my but now you my know? question is this, and a lot of people, there's been speculation going on, you know, around Comic-Con and afterwards saying that does Blade now do you bring Blade back as saying, all right, he's part of this is this is a Marvel film, but he's not going to be tied in with like, oh, Captain America and, and, you know, everybody else. Is he just Blade with his own film, his own universe? Or do you throw him in the mix with everybody else? Uh, Blade, no. He needs to be separate and then later on have him cross over in a different way. Like when they do Mephisto, he should pop up. The other thing is, too, is Blade at one point was part of uh, the um, the Avengers and he was also part of Heroes for Hire. Really? When he first joined the Avengers, he was playing the Ronin character and no one knew who he was. And then later on in the comic book, you discovered that he's Blade. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So he has a history of being on that team. I don't mind him being on a team and... I know we're going to have another Avengers saga coming up and I'm looking forward to that, but I would like his role with the Avengers to kind of be like what the role that Captain Marvel had, you know, something short, you know, pop up here and there, but I don't want them to lose the identity of Blade just because of the Avengers story. I want Blade to be like it was with the previous films. I want I want the horror aspect. I want the rated R, raunchy, bloody Blade. You want Blade 2. I want Blade 2. That's what I want. Don't PG-13 Blade. That That's basically what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid they're going to PG-13 Blade. Don't do it. Now, Mahershala Ali, because he's such a good actor, he may surprise me because he has done tough bad guys. He has done sympathetic good guys he has done you know a lot of different roles so he may surprise me but i just don't think he has the thing about blade is he has swag you know what i'm trying to say he does he does so my thing is michael b jordan perfect he would have been awesome blade oh he would have been the perfect blade this guy i don't know but then again marvel knows what they're doing because think about it you know um captain america was played by the same actor who played the human torch yeah exactly look at look at iron man who would have thought robert downey jr would have been one of the most classic you know characters in the marvel universe to this point hell i cried when he died and he (laughs) plays it so good that you can't think of anyone else in the role no you can't Uh, and i didn't i didn't cry when when iron man died i was like thank god he's done oh my god Emotions get on my nerves sometimes, man. I it, swear. It, it was just too much Iron Man in the MCU. <laughs> All right, so that's gonna be it for our show notes. Um, we're gonna jump into our recommendations. I pretty much already gave my recommendation earlier on in the show uh, about the show Power that I'm binge watching right now, which I'm not done yet. I think I'm on season four. So, uh, Los, I'm gonna let you give your recommendations. Okay, my recommendation is a show I saw on Netflix called Safe. It is a 10 episode show about a kidnapping and a murder mystery that has so many twists to it. It is fucking disgusting. Like literally once once the final twist happened, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, (laughs) motherfucker, I don't believe it. It was good. If it's a British show, it has the guy who plays Dexter is the main character. Mm -hmm. People don't know he's British. And 
yeah worth the watch like i was like i was like i could only binge watch two episodes a night but like every night i was like i gotta watch it i gotta watch it i gotta watch it it's so good (laughs) what's gonna happen next (laughs) yeah and like you don't realize like how hooked you are until the episode's over and you're like oh my god what happens next (laughs) i'm gonna gonna check that one out really good really really good there's a lot you need to watch bro Bro, I, I'm telling you, man, my backlog of shows is just growing by the day. And there's it, with the fact that all these streaming services are coming out, it's just pushing out so many shows I can't keep up. That's why I have to binge watch stuff just to like get through it so I can get to the next show. You know, I started Game of Thrones uh, like three weeks ago and I started like my first episode. And I think I'm only on like episode three and I still got like what? Seven seasons? How many was it? Seven seasons? Eight seasons? I can wait on Game of Thrones because I, I have other series I want to watch. You yeah. should watch The Expanse, though, for real. Yeah, I, it's too much to watch, man. I need to take a weekend and like literally just cut my phone off and just catch up on like a crap ton of shows. Bro, I'm telling you, just sit to on that. the toilet with your phone, watch the episode, <laughs> let your legs go numb, okay, and just enjoy oh, it. I might, I might have to, man. I just might have to. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Uh, so that's going to be it for the show. Um, I really do appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, just like I said earlier in the show, me and Lois are going to be uh, trying to go to Comic-Con this fall. We'll be keeping you guys posted with everything on that. We might try to see if we can run a little, uh, I guess, kind of like a fundraiser. I don't know if you want to call it a fundraiser, but just like a little donation to help Lois and I to get to Comic-Con because it's going to be very expensive um, with just very. getting there getting possibly a hotel I'm, I'm not sure do you want to go for like all four days or do you want to go for like a day or two or uh, i've done comic-con in the past and um really the first day the friday is the best day to go because it's not okay. all that crowded mm-hmm. um the saturday and sunday is hell really it's hell but there's a lot of people in cosplay and that's so nice to see and yeah. people are very polite when you take pictures with them or of them. It, it's 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 a nice experience. Oh, but bring a book bag because of all the swag you get. You're going to need to to bring oh, a bag yeah, to carry everything for sure. in. I'll get more details and I will definitely keep you guys posted on that. Also, once again, uh, thank you to everybody who's been uh, leaving ratings or reviews on iTunes, on YouTube. I appreciate you guys. Keep showing us love. Keep letting us know what you like, what you don't like. And I'm going to let Los do the biz. Okay. Once again, guys, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to uh, like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast on our YouTube channel. Um, uh, we we appreciate everything you can do. And if you could help us out on Patreon, that would be awesome. If you can only donate a uh, dollar a month, it would be awesome to help us keep the lights on. We do a lot of research for the show. And we look at a lot of pop culture to try to get our show informative and hopefully you guys can learn something as uh, much as we do as we do the show again if you can like comment and subscribe rate us five stars if you can that would really help us uh get boosted um in when people could give us more visibility um and don't forget to donate to our patreon page it's not necessary but we do appreciate it awesome sounds good all right guys thanks for checking us out we will catch you guys later peace out later Awesome show, man. Awesome freaking show. That was good.